The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Here on AI Today, we talk a lot about the amazing ways that AI is changing the business world. But this technology is also being used by social enterprises to help those in need. The sponsor for today's podcast is The Tubman Project, an AI research startup building machine learning technology for public defenders. Every day, people in the United States are faced with inadequate legal representation. Public defenders are buried in an avalanche of information as a result of their massive caseloads, leaving their clients nearly undefended. With the Tubman Project's help, we can create a legal system that has fair representation for everyone, rich or poor, with their goal to free 1,000 more. To learn more, check out the Tubman Project online at tubmanproject.com. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. And I'm your host, Kathleen Mulch. If you've been following the research and content that we've been producing at Cognolytica and on this AI Today podcast, then you know that we spend a considerable amount of time on use cases and how various industries and governments are applying AI and cognitive technologies. And we think that this is really important to do because a lot of organizations come to us and they're like, you know, we want to start doing AI. We've heard about this. We want to try and implement something, but we're really not sure where to start. And they want to see how other people have done it, other use cases that they've done, problems that they've tackled with this. And that, you know, they find these use cases really valuable. Yeah. And so, you know, at Cognolytica, we do a lot of research. We spend a lot of our time looking at and spending time with end users of all sorts on their AI projects. We've seen literally hundreds, if not thousands of AI projects, many successful and many not. And we, despite all of those different applications of AI from, you know, education and mining and law enforcement and finance and retail and automotive, we find that they tend to group into these seven patterns and that these patterns are basically these categories of applications that all share similarities in sort of the way that people go about approaching them. And even though they may be applied to very different domains and very different industries, they share a lot of commonalities in the reasons why people are doing them the way that they go about doing them. And so we've spoken about and written about these seven patterns of AI many times. We have a podcast that we'll link to in the show notes, as well as some of our writing on the subject. And we encourage you to listen to that. But of course, to quickly summarize those in this for this podcast, the seven patterns of AI in no particular order are hyper-personalization, autonomous systems, predictive analytics and decision support, conversational slash human interaction patterns, patterns and anomalies pattern, <laughs> recognition systems, and goal-driven systems of AI. And any project or implementation can fall into one or more of these seven patterns. Each pattern requires its own machine learning and cognitive process, but you can combine them together into a project. And so today we want to spend some time going over the predictive analytics and decision support pattern. So this pattern is where you use machine learning and other cognitive approaches to understand how to take past or existing behavior and then predict future outcomes or help humans make better decisions about future outcomes using insight that you've learned from past behavior interactions and data. And the objective of this pattern is to help humans make better decisions. Right. So you might think that, you know, if a machine learning system can learn from data, which is basically really at the end of the day, that's the best summarization of what machine learning is. It's just looking right. at data 
It's basically trying to find these generalizations and say, well, what am I supposed to, what are you trying to get me to learn from this data? Am I, you know, recognizing a cat image from images or what am I doing? Am I, am I recognizing some numerical pattern? Well, the thing about it is that machine learning systems can learn anything from data. And if you give it like some sort of, I'm trying to find some sort of trend, and then I want to use that to say, hey, machine, can you give me insights as to how do you think this trend will change in the future? That's what the purpose of this particular pattern is. Now, you have other patterns of AI systems that you're just trying to find the pattern. You're not doing any prediction at all. Just like find the thing that goes with these other things like product recommendations or fraud and, and find the things that don't match, you know, those patterns. But in this one, we're actually trying to tell the computer, say, can you predict for me? Can you give me some insight as to where this will be going? Now, of course, for those of you who are statisticians and numbers people, you might be thinking this in terms of linear of regression, which is basically finding a line and like some sort of trend line and, and trying to like having the machine find this. It could be a very complicated wavy line, but just you know, computer find this line for me. And therefore, when I have a new data point, I can sort we of hope you're enjoying this podcast. And sorry for be. the brief interruption. Also, it's not, just about not only produces the AI podcast that you're listening to, to right now, but we also generate research and advisory to help companies make sense of AI and cognitive technologies. We also run the most authoritative vendor-neutral AI and machine learning training and certification on the market. If you're looking to make AI and reality for your organization, lots of applications of trying to predict the future based on data. If you're interested in attending, some example uses for this pattern is assisting search intelligent knowledge we'll also base, provide a link in the show notes. A number or We've met many of our podcast listeners in our classes, pricing, and we hope that we'll see you there as well. Behavior, now back to the predicting podcast. failure, like Ron said, especially with equipment, machinery, trying to predict when it'll fail. when it'll fail. Identifying and selecting a best fit, optimizing activities, and then situational awareness. So digging a little bit deeper into some use cases, one way that this pattern is applied is through forecasting and prediction, which is where you're using previous data and past behavior and interactions to predict future outcomes. Yeah, so forecasting, that's exactly the definition of forecast. Give me, <laughs> give me a prediction based on what you know now. Of course, you might think weather forecast. You know, is it going to rain tomorrow? Well, I mean, you can obviously flip a coin and you can be totally random. But that's not going to give you much insight. You want to use data. Well, what data do we have? Well, we have you know, satellite imagery. We have sensor data. We have numerical data about the wind and about the sun and about movement of various different aspects of the environment and the ecosystem. And we could say, oh, okay, well, it looks like the wind is moving this direction and the clouds are forming this way and the barometric pressure is changing, you know, therefore this will happen. And that's the science of weather forecasting. But we could think of forecasting in other ways. You could say forecast, you know, when will I run out of money? You know, when will I run out of this product? Forecast demand. It's like, will I have greater demand for this product? Is there some seasonality to this product that I'm not detecting? Can you forecast that sort of stuff? So there's lots of lots of ways. Now, of course, if there's a formula, you don't need machine learning because then it's the human basically 
found some magical math that happens to figure it. Just the things just work so well that the math is always the same. And you know what I can predict yesterday versus tomorrow, that'll always be the same. You don't need machine learning to do formulaic prediction. You just predict that this is what's going to happen. It's like, you know, the temperature goes down at night. You know how much? It doesn't really matter, but I can tell you pretty much what reliability does. So what we want is we want to use machine learning when we can't really, there's like no way to find a formula to predict things. And there's lots of really good examples of that that are used across many different industries. And we talked about some of those industries, but they're even you know used in things like public health and predicting right. epidemics and predicting other things like that, right? Right. You know, and Ron had brought up weather forecasting. Now, yes, it's still not 100%, but weather forecasting of today, today's five-day forecast is as accurate as a one-day forecast was in the 1980s. And that can be really powerful if, you know, there's a big storm coming up. It gives people a few more days notice to evacuate, to seek shelter, to board up their house. So, you know, they have very powerful use cases. Also with inventory forecasting, that's just really hard to do. So this can help reduce overstocking or understocking of goods and predicting purchasing decisions as well. Another area where we've seen this is with decision support. So we said that, you know, predictive analytics is to help humans make better decisions. So you can analyze business data and then present it so that users can make business decisions more accurately. Yeah. So for example, it's like you might say, okay, well, I could look at sales and I could look at the trend line, but maybe the system can make a, help me make a decision. I might say, well, you know, maybe these products will do better during this time of year. So you might want to increase that. You know, it might suggest better pricing or it can suggest optimal ways for presentment. The other thing that it can do is for decision making is it can help us make decisions about things like marketing. You know, we talk about people use this AB style optimization where you say, well, I'm going to try this marketing form or this website and then and then you know, maybe try another set of content and compare how it would do. Well, actually, companies are now using machine learning systems to automatically generate different kinds of marketing content and, of course, predict what will work out. And, of course, the machine is not going to make the decision for you. It's just going to present these things and say, well, it looks like this one's got better conversion rate or better click-through rate or whatever like that. And, of course, there's other things for decision support, things like making loan decisions. We talk about this all the time. But using a machine learning system to help you with a loan approval, that's actually the predictive analytics and decision pattern. Because what it's trying to do is trying to predict, will this person pay their loan on time? And I may give you back and say, well, I know what their credit score says, which is one measure of credit. But maybe there are other measures of credit that might make it, you know, I can help you make a better decision or a different kind of decision. And there's lots of places where we want machine learning systems to help us make better decisions. And that falls into this pattern. Right. And within that pattern, you know, you may argue that you're also bringing in hyper-personalization pattern because you're looking at each individual as an individual, looking at their specific buying behavior, their specific patterns. But it does also fall within the predictive analytics and decisions. Right. Another area where we've seen this is with assisted search. So this is helping to find those information needles in data haystacks. Yeah. And you might think, okay, well, we did talk about this if you were listening to our patterns podcast where, you know, we were using patterns to find that, you know, sipping from the data lake, as it were, we okay. have all this unstructured data and we kind of use the power of data clustering, which is a unsupervised learning technique to find data and documents that are like each other. And you're right, that is not part of this pattern because that's just finding patterns. That's the patterns pattern, right? Finding patterns as part of the pattern pattern and finding anomalies as part of the patterns pattern. This is basically prediction. And so we have situations where people might want to predict what you might be looking for. So it might be like you're speaking, let's say, with like an Alexa device or a Google Home device, and you're saying something in the system while you're saying is trying to predict 
what it could be that you're looking for. And before you even ask for it, it might even pre-prepare. It's like, oh, okay, you know, it looks like they're asking about financial data. So while they're still talking, I'm going to go out and I'm going to try to pull together this customer's financial report so that they're not sitting here waiting for me after they're done speaking with doing it. And there's a lot of people trying to do that. There's also, you know, we're seeing this used in, in things like, you know, patents and intellectual property where they're trying to find, you know, things that are like prior art or stuff like that. The systems can start predicting. It's like, it's like, oh, it looks like you're doing some sort of search for something. Well, let me go ahead and pre, you know, load these things. So it's a way to basically help really improve the efficiency of things by the system, not just spotting a pattern, which would be the patterns pattern, but kind of predicting what you're trying to do and trying to get ahead of that prediction. And that's one of those things we see as valuable. We're also seeing this with context-specific searches. So based on where users are located or the actual individual user who's doing a search, if I'm, you know, located in one city and I'm searching for coffee shops or bagel shops or breakfast place, and I'm traveling, you know, say I'm traveling to New York and we're based out of the D.C. area. Well, it doesn't make sense for my search to come back with, you know, locations in D.C. because that's not where I'm located right now. So it's using more specific location data to help make, you know, that prediction of what I'm looking for, which is probably going to be a place in New York. Yeah. And sort of building on that, there's this whole idea of situational awareness, which is for those of people that are in security (laughs) or like (laughs) you're in the military, you you might think, okay, what is situational awareness? Well, situational awareness is basically being aware of all the parts of your environment that you should be aware of to help you, of course, make a better decision. Because, you know, if you're like, you know, under fire or, or like, you know, something's happening, like, you know, you're in the middle of it all, you should really probably know the full context of it before you go ahead and make a decision. Because you might not realize that, you know, getting out of there and going that one direction is the exact wrong thing to do at that time, right? So moving this out of, say, of a military context, really thinking about this in terms of a business context or an enterprise context, you're also in a world of things changing all the time. You know, stuff is changing from a political situation. Stuff is changing competitively. Stuff is changing with your customers. There may be something just happened on social media. People are complaining about something that you may not be aware of. There are systems out there that use AI and machine learning to basically find changes, some something that's happening. So it's not just the pattern. It's basically finding the changes. You know, it's like all of a sudden, you know, weather is coming up on this airport. Okay, you might predict, yes, that the pattern is saying there's a storm coming. But predictive analytics might say, well, wait a second here. Maybe I should reroute these packages. Maybe I should move something up. Maybe you should change something in the way that you're staffing or change something you know, ahead of time, which of course, a lot of the airlines are now realizing that they should pre-position aircrafts when there's a big winter storm coming so they don't get trapped at the airports and they can't get out. You know, this is part of the predictive thing. It's like you're predicting something is about to happen. And so situational awareness, which is the decision support part of it, is telling you what are the things that you should consider? Yes, I know that a storm is coming, but did you know that that storm has all of these other impacts? And I'm going to tell you what all those other impacts are so that you can go ahead and do something about it before it causes problems. Right. We're trying to collect data from our situation and our environment and then make decisions based off that data, which like Ronzetti gave some really great examples of where it can be very powerful. Another area where we're seeing this is with logistics and supply chain. AI algorithms are helping to optimize the supply chain because they're able to help make estimations for market demands. So now you can optimize staffing, you can optimize inventory, you can also optimize energy consumption, you know, both within your warehouse, also your routes. So you can maximize, you know, the 
truck routes, the train routes, boat routes, various different things. It's also, we said, to help increase the accuracy of inventory forecasting, which can be extremely powerful for organizations, especially if they're small and they don't have a lot of, you know, extra cash to have overstocking. And, you know, they also want to make sure that they're not understocked as well because they want to make sure that they're able to make those sales. It can also help with accurately tracking shipments and monitoring events that could disrupt the supply chain. As Ron mentioned earlier, weather is a major factor that you cannot control. But if you can help, you know, predict it and take action accordingly, that can have really, really powerful impacts. Yeah. And I think that applies to so many different industries. And we'll just we'll give you another right. sort of industry example here. But, but you know, obviously, with any of these examples, you can think of something that's relevant for your particular edge case. And you know, predictive analytics is used a lot in banking and finance because there's so many things you want to predict. I mean, all that finance is is like moving around and holding money and you know doing various things with financial stuff. And and you want to predict what's going to happen with that money. Is it better to invest it here? Should I loan it out? Am I going to be repaid? Will the market go up? You know, what will happen? You know, and so in the finance industry, predictive analytics is used very heavily. You know, even the straightforward formulaic kind, where there's a formula, I can apply that. You know, for things like creditworthiness, but we're actually starting to see all those things move towards machine learning, you know, machine learning based, pattern matching based and predictive analytics based creditworthiness or things like, you know, other things they may want to do. Are you going to run out of money being, you know, helping you understand your finances and the trend for personal finances? Of course, traders that are in the financial trading industry, whether it's the bond market or the equities market or commodities markets, commodities markets in particular, what is the prediction for the demand for a particular commodity? Well, oil prices go up based on situational awareness, right? Which is what's happening in the Middle East. Well, that happens all the time. Well, you may not need a machine learning model to figure that out, but maybe you do need a machine learning model to figure out some of the edge cases. Well, the price for plastics go up, but the price when the price of oil goes up, you know, things like that. Or maybe mm-hmm. it doesn't. Maybe it's counterintuitive, you know? Maybe the price for aluminum goes down when this goes up. You know, there's, there's all sorts of strange interactions, right? And there's no way a human can figure them all out. So, but a machine can. And, you know, we also are seeing predictive analytics used in the insurance industry to either help you understand, predict, you know, losses, help you try to figure out what the optimum coverage is. I mean, the whole business of being an actuary, the whole science of actuarial sciences is about quantifying risk. What is the risk for somebody at a certain age with a certain amount of health, with a certain condition and this and that? What is their risk, the chances that they will, let's say if it's for life insurance, what are the chances they will die within a certain amount of time? Well, that's how you price life insurance policies. That's what actuarial sciences is all about. Can you basically put the mind of the actuary into machine learning? And the answer is, of course you can. And basically, instead of have it be based on formulas, have it learn these patterns and then use that for prediction over time. Right. You know, so we just went through a few use cases in a few different industries. But as you can imagine, this can be applied to a wide range of different use cases and industries. So listeners, we hope that you enjoyed this podcast. As always, we'll post any articles and concepts discussed in the show notes, including the main seven patterns of AI podcast, as well as some of the deeper dives into each of the seven patterns. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you at the next podcast. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at Cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. 
We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.